A farmer's time is valuable. That's why Blaine's Farm and Fleet has made shopping for your must-haves quick and easy. Simply order online at farmandfleet.com and pick up your items in just one hour in their convenient drive-thru. Or try Farm and Fleet's same-day local delivery option. The Zone. Can you feel it? Connecting producers and consumers one story at a time. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Hello, August, and all kinds of the activities that go along with it. Morning, everybody. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Youngke. Happy to start your day with a very pleasant weather forecast. It looks like it's going to be pretty mild front part of this week. Today, Partly cloudy skies will touch out probably in the upper 70s. Tomorrow, partly cloudy, 78. Wednesday, partly cloudy, up to 82 degrees. That's good news for a lot of folks that are going to be attending the Wisconsin State Fair at State Fair Park in West Dallas. That commences later this week. We've also got the Wisconsin Valley Fair in Wausau this week. A couple other fairs that are going to be going on, Winnebago County Fair, Adams County Fair, Green Lake County Fair, all happening this week. And we'll keep you posted on all the details. Stu Muck, our Ag Meteorologist, has weather details coming up. Whether it's a lot or a little, we need your rainfall reports. The Rural Mutual Rainfall Report is on. Text your rainfall reports to 877-301-FARM. That's 877-301-3276. Be sure and include your name and where you're reporting from because every month we'll pick a winner for a digital weather station courtesy Rural Mutual Insurance. Premiums paid here, stay here to keep Wisconsin strong. Text those rainfall reports to 877-301-FARM. There's plenty going down at the state capitol, whether it's looking at the budget or really anything else. Aaron Zimmerman here at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. And Scott, you guys got a chance to kind of catch up with Randy Romanski, secretary designee of what really is going on. We did, Aaron. And Randy Romanski, as you said, still is secretary designee of the State Department of Agriculture, Trade and Consumer Protection. How long? We don't know. I'm Scott Schultz on the northern end of the world's longest barn in Eau Claire. Bob Bosold caught up with Randy Romanski two weeks ago at Farm Technology Days and asked him about what's going on with the state budget and how that's being received around Wisconsin in the agriculture world and about the fact that Randy continues to be secretary-designee in Wisconsin. Well, the good news is they have held a hearing on my confirmation, and uh, they actually voted me out of committee unanimously, so I appreciate that. I appreciate the support. Uh, I, I also i am really happy with the kind words that I've heard from uh, from both parties in the Senate. So, uh, so I've had a hearing. I'm out of committee. Now it's just a matter of when the Senate takes me up. Every day I get to do this great job that I love, so I'm, I'm a happy camper. It'll... You know, it'll happen in in, uh, in due time, I hope. But agriculture in Wisconsin, visiting here at Farm Technology Days, Innovation Square is looking at some agricultural enterprises that aren't mainstream, I guess, dairy, beef, and the corn and the soybeans. We've got the horseradish. We've got uh, farm-raised salmon. We've got Chippewa Valley bean, the dark red kidney beans. How important are those to Wisconsin agriculture? Because they don't get a lot of headlines. Very important. The great thing about Wisconsin's $104.8 billion agriculture industry is its diversity. The diversity of Wisconsin agriculture is our strength. So here we are up in the Chippewa Valley Farm Technology Days 21. 
first of all, happy that we're able to do this event this year. We're very excited. Also really happy to see this part of the state showcasing, highlighting some of those products, some of those uh, uh, commodities that might not well be, be well known by the average person, but they're well known around the world because the, the companies that you rattled off are known and recognized throughout the United States and worldwide. But uh, there are challenges with the uh, trade issues, which I know you as a leader of the Department of Ag Trade and Consumer Protection very focused on. Dark red kidney beans is one example. Why would Section 232, the steel and aluminum tariffs, affect them? But it does. Retribution. And how, how far are we going to have to go before we can get these things resolved? That's, that's a tough thing to know for sure, Bob. But one of the things I, I would say is I, I tell the long story, and the longer story is uh, farmers and agricultural have had a, had a tough four or five years going back. Low prices, trade disruptions. We've had a couple of years of some really pretty awful weather in between there, yet farmers continue to do their thing, uh, and that's great. We're, we're grateful for it. What we see, we hope, are some improvements on the horizon. The disruptions that we saw with most of the, the tariffs and the retaliatory tariffs, we hope we'll see as these trade agreements that got put in place get implemented, because that's the key. We hope to see those international disturbances iron out a little bit. And as we see the, the world opening up a little more, we're seeing that the world is again recognizing that the U.S. and in many cases Wisconsin is where those commodities, where their products are at. So we're hopeful as we look forward. There's still going to be challenges along the way. The goal is having trade agreements in place, implementing them, and enforcing them. Wisconsin, of course, like most states, relies on international trade. What can you say as we go further into 2021 about the possibility of more international trade for Wisconsin products as far as trade missions getting into countries that hopefully we can set foot in face-to-face -to, -face to sell our products with the COVID-19 trade missions? What do you look forward to at the end of this year? I look forward to a little more normalcy, Bob. You know, we look back and I mentioned that, you know, it's been a couple, uh, you know, four or five tough years. 2017 was our peak in international exports for the state of Wisconsin. And so we've had some down years in between. A lot of reasons for that that we just talked about. But 2020, we saw some improvement. And so far, first quarter this year, I'm sorry, first quarter this year, we're seeing some improvement over last year. Uh, and we hope that we're starting to climb back out of it a little bit. There are some there are some steps in the right direction, like I mentioned. Trade agreements being put in place is going to be an important thing. The, the world economy opening up a little more is going to be a good thing. Wisconsin producers, being the, the innovators that they are, are going to do their best to take advantage of those marketplace opportunities. But really, it's a matter of, uh, of getting back out there and promoting what Wisconsin has to offer. And this is one of those things that I like to talk about, Bob. There's... People who say, you know, in Madison nobody can agree on anything, but uh, the governor just signed a budget and the legislature agreed to it in a bipartisan fashion on, uh, on the biennial budget. There's a lot of really good things in there for rural Wisconsin. There's a lot of really good things in there for agriculture. One of them is uh, something called the Wisconsin Initiative for Agriculture Exports. Uh, it's something the governor's been uh, tried in his last budget with dairy specifically. This year it, it, op it opened up. So this is some additional funding that's going to go to the state for our International Agribusiness Center to work with businesses that want to promote and market their products internationally. Opening up some marketplaces, we hope, for good old homegrown Wisconsin products. Are there some places, uh, Randy, that are showing 
more promise, I guess, as purchasers of Wisconsin product than, uh, than some others. We've got tried and true Mexico, Canada, South Korea, but are there other ones that uh, you're kind of looking forward to? Uh, yes, absolutely. You, you named off the, the typical uh, uh, highest trade countries for us, the Mexico, Canada, China, South Korea. Uh, other parts of Southeast Asia are, are continuing to develop, and Wisconsin products are, are uh, a good have a good opportunity there. Parts of Northern Africa are, are uh, a potential opportunity as well. What are those countries most interested in? Well, actually, one of the one of the last reverse trade missions we had before the pandemic hit, Bob, was we had a bunch of buyers coming in from the Middle East and Northern Canada who were interested in dairy products. You know, I think Wisconsin dairy products are, are a commodity that can be uh, competing strongly across the world because of quality. Um, but we also have so many other uh, products here that, that are, uh, are in demand or will be in more demand once people find out more about them. And then I wouldn't forget about, uh, about uh, Britain and, and parts of uh, the, you know, Europe as well. I think as, as uh, Europe, as, as uh, Great Britain has gone through their Brexit, you know, growing pains, I, th I think that's an opportunity for Wisconsin products to, uh, to gain a bit of a foothold as well. Within the borders of the state, roads, bridges, things like that, we're looking for an infrastructure bill out of Washington, but how much of a challenge is it to get funding? Because uh, you don't have to go far from here and farmers have to drive an extra five miles because the bridge or 10 miles because the bridge they can't go over anymore. What kind of a priority do we have in the state, both from the administration and this legislature, to, to fix things? You bring up a great point, Bob. I, you know, one of the things that I like to point out is infrastructure, and by that I, I'm going to talk about roads, bridges, rails, harbor, and broadband. Are, are things that are in dire need of investment and some things that the governor has made a priority. So his, his first budget uh, was the first time that there had been meaningful investment in transportation infrastructure in probably about 10 years. And it starts at, at the core and works its way up. Local roads, uh, county highway up to the state trunk, and then also making sure that there's rail and, and harbor investments as well because commodities move in a lot of different ways in the state of Wisconsin. We're fortunate that way. Uh, there's some additional investments in this uh, biennial budget that the governor just signed. So there again, both of those budgets, I'm going to say the legislature and the governor came to agreement on something, and, and those are important priorities for Wisconsin. Broadband, you know, I'm going to put that as part of infrastructure because I think it is. Good good uh, Internet service is, is a need to have, not a nice to have. And, you know, we were talking about the historic investments that the governor proposed in his last budget. Uh, and this time he proposed uh, uh, $200 million a year. And, and actually the, the legislature and the governor came to agreement on $139 million a year, that, that ballpark. That's a historic investment in broadband service, something we need wherever you're from. But uh, that's an expensive endeavor to lay that cable. And I know they've looked at uh, satellites and things like that. What is the likelihood in the future that we can, I mean, you don't have to get far out of town from some of our larger cities, and there's no good broadband. You know, you got narrow band, but that doesn't do a lot. Yeah, you're right. That's why it is important to continue to make those investments. You're right. It's expensive, uh, but that's, you know, it's, it's something like uh, rural electrification back in the day. It's something we need to do. It has to happen. I think we're seeing between what the state is doing with the funding it has available and now with what the federal government is trying to do with, uh, with some infrastructure, 
you know, transportation and, and broadband. Obviously, they're talking about bigger dollars because they're they're on a bigger scale. But those investments are going to help, and we need to we need to keep forging ahead on making those investments. We certainly do. You're not going to run out of work anytime soon. I certainly hope not. I like what I'm doing, Bob. And you know, uh, every day I get a chance to get out and, and promote Wisconsin agriculture. I, I love to do it. And you know, there are companies right here in the Chippewa Valley that are you know the largest in the world, largest in the Midwest, uh, and they they not only promote quality or quantity of product, they're promoting quality of product. It's exciting. It is exciting agriculture in Wisconsin, and it's a growing industry. Randy Romanski with us, our Wisconsin Department of Agriculture, Trade, and Consumer Protection Secretary. I'm Bob Bosol. Wondering what the weather is going to be like today? Ag meteorologist Stu Muck will join us in moments, right here on the Midwest Farm Report. You rarely think about it, and it often goes unnoticed, until your basement or building floods. A reliable sump pump can be a lifesaver, preventing flooding by detecting water levels and pumping the water back outside, away from your home or business. If your sump pump isn't functioning, contact your friends at Benjamin Plumbing. They can replace your existing sump pump, floats, and check valves. They'll even upgrade your current system to include a battery backup system. The battery makes sure your system continues to work in the event of a power outage. Away from home? Receive pump activation alerts on your smart device. Enjoy peace of mind and improve the value of your property with an upgraded sump pump from Benjamin Plumbing. Hi, Dale Benjamin with Benjamin Plumbing. When we say your plumbing problem is fixed, we mean it. No excuses, I guarantee it. Contact Benjamin Plumbing at BenjaminPlumbing.com. Now you've got a friend in the plumbing business. Benjamin Plumbing. If your walls could talk, what would they say? I have sent children into fits of rage. I am responsible for a child's speech impediment. I am the reason a child can't read. Just because you can't see lead paint doesn't mean it's not on walls, doors, windows, and sills. Today, lead paint poisoning affects over 1 million children. If your home was built before 1978, log on to leadfreekids.org or call 800-424-LEAD. Brought to you by the Coalition to End Childhood Lead Poisoning. EPA, HUD, and the Ad Council. What's the one thing that can ruin any fishing trip? Not having a boat. Lucky for you, Mad City Power Sports has a great selection of 2021 boats in stock. You'll find incredible deals on America's number one selling fishing boat, Tracker. Like Bass Trackers, starting at 14120. Don't get left out on the shore this year. Get out to Mad City Power Sports off the interstate into forest today. MadCityPowerSports.com. If your workout includes baling hay and pitching pens, then you'll be comfortable right here. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. I'd say comfortable is exactly the way I'd describe our start to this first Monday of August. Welcome in, everybody. It's time for a quick update on what's coming our way weather-wise, brought to you courtesy of Compure Financial. Stumach Ag Meteorologist along with us. You know, for some of the folks that suffered uh, some of that storm damage last week, Stu, this kind of more moderate I'll say comfortable weather, nice way to have to kind of resume the cleanup. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, it really, you never hey, you never want to do the job, but getting to do it when it's not 85 and humid 
makes it a little bit easier. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, we still have some good outdoor activities. You said uh, you're, you're going to be shocking oats today. That's that's a skill set that we don't often get a chance to talk about anymore. Oh, well, our threshery is coming up here end of the month, and the oats is ready. So today we're going to shock, take advantage of the next few days of dry weather so we can really dry it out nice, and we'll store it on the wagons till it's time at the end of August. But a nice day for a lot of those outdoor plans. I do see there's some indication, especially in northeast Wisconsin and east along the Lake Michigan shore, that there could be a very isolated shower late today or this evening. I'm just not really saying much more than that. It's a really slight possibility. Otherwise, high pressure has been strengthening in from the west, building on into uh, the, the central part of the plains. There are air quality alerts for all of Minnesota and Iowa today. Nothing issued in Wisconsin. Nonetheless, still smoke from the wildfires, still getting into our atmosphere. You may notice that today, and if you do, keep in mind that if you have a breathing problem, that uh, that's not going to help you a great deal. Otherwise, several days of high-pressure-influenced weather that will mean sunshine and nice temperatures, a cooler start this week, warming up back into the low 80s, more like normal or even a little bit above here to get the rest of the week underway, warming up a small rain chance could edge in late, Thursday. More likely, I expect a little rain could be around for all of us as we wrap up the week, start on into Saturday. Not that it's going to ruin the weekend by any means. I'll have forecast details right after this. Armor Animal Health believes that prevention is the best medicine. That's why Armor Animal Health is your integrated solution for preventing disease in your herd. They bring together the lab, the products, and the veterinarians to treat the problems your herd is facing. Respond with a plan to maintain your herd's health and act before the problem worsens. You can order herd health products and supplies online at ArmorAnimalHealth.com. Armor Animal Health, detecting diseases defending animals, delivering promises, armoranimalhealth.com. Badgerbean.com puts the Wisconsin soybean farmer first, and it's your place to go for the latest soybean news and research from leading industry experts. Simple, easy-to-access resources for the betterment and advancement of a sustainable soybean industry right here in Wisconsin. Badgerbean.com, an invaluable tool constantly updated for Wisconsin soybean farmers. For info and the latest updates, find us on Facebook and visit badgerbean.com today. All righty, Stu, let's have that forecast. we got state fairs staring us in the face later this week, and it looks like a pretty comfortable start to that, too. Absolutely, uh, much better than it would have been a week or so ago. A little patchy fog here and there this morning, not a big deal. It's that time of the year. Mostly sunny skies on our Monday, very fine indeed. Mid-70s in the east and south, upper 70s, could be 80 as you look toward the Lacrosse and Eau Claire. And a pretty calm day with a west breeze, only about 5. Clear skies overnight, we drop back into the upper 50s or only near 60 with the southwest wind at 5. Mostly sunny Tuesday, low 80s for a lot of us. West winds only about 5. Sunny skies heading toward the mid-80s on Wednesday with the southwest winds at 5. And back to the low 80s Thursday, Pam, that slight rain chance late this afternoon in the east and south. Another slight possibility toward Thursday evening. A little greater possibility for the weekend that we may get just a little rain. You think your oats are going to see that rain? It's a really slight chance we get that sprinkle here yet this <laughs> afternoon. Otherwise, we're going to try and clean out by Thursday. You, so go, we'll go, be good. you go towards that wagon and you know the clouds are going to follow you. Oh, Absolutely. <laughs>
All right, we'll check in with you tomorrow and see how lucky you got, okay? All right, we'll see you then. Sounds good. Stumach Ag Meteorologist with the weather details you're looking for, and it's all brought to you courtesy of Compure Financial. Compure Financial is your financial partner committed to agriculture and rural America. Visit Compure.com. I want to remind you to visit our website, MidwestFarmReport.com. Fabulous Farm Babe on Facebook. We have got all kinds of details coming to you from the Wisconsin State Fair, starting on opening day Thursday and continuing through uh, the last weekend of the fair, brought to you courtesy of Armor Animal Health. Follow us. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Rural Mutual Insurance Keeping Wisconsin strong Get insurance from a company who knows Wisconsin and cares about your community. You may know Rural Mutual Insurance as the number one farm insurer, but did you know they also offer competitive home and auto rates? Visit RuralMutual.com to learn more about products and discounts. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Say, have you heard of the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation? Yes, it's the grassroots organization of people just like you that care about keeping agriculture strong. By joining Farm Bureau, you also qualify for money-saving member benefits, like savings on select cat equipment and more. Get more details at WFBF.com. A voice for farmers, a vision for agriculture, Wisconsin Farm Bureau. Hey, check the grill. The game's coming on. It's time to turn those Johnson Sausage Brats. And what a deal. You buy five packages at $6 each, and you get a package free. Pick up burgers, roast, chops, and Wisconsin's finest cheese at Johnson's Sausage Shop in Rio. They're perfect for cooking out or eating in. Add your favorite beer, wines, or liquor, and eat deliciously. See johnsonsausage.com. Brats are ready. Johnson's Sausage Shop in Rio. If you've been injured, an insurance company may tell you their offer is final. At Clifford and Rihala, our experienced attorneys often find the so-called final offers are unfair. In one recent case, our client suffered a traumatic brain injury and spinal fractures. The insurance company made a final offer. We told them our client deserved much more. We then assembled our team of doctors including a brain injury specialist who has worked with an NFL football team here in the Midwest. Clifford and Rihala proved our experience and commitment to getting clients the justice they deserve. And the result? While every case is different, that insurance company paid our client a settlement nearly two times the amount of their original final offer. For relentless dedication to helping you and your family, choose Clifford and Rihala, hardworking, skilled attorneys fighting for you. For justice, myjustice.com. For all the people who want to make good things happen, for the experts determined to help others, for the ones who want to be a part of something bigger, there's a career for you at Unity Point Health Meritor. We're hiring people at every experience level who are motivated to improve lives by providing safe, comfortable care. What does it take to make a difference? It just takes you. Find your opportunity online at joinmeritor.com. Know how much you matter to this world.
The Madison Police Department and Madison Area Crime Stoppers need your help with the strong-armed robbery investigation. On June 30th, 2021, at approximately 4.12 p.m., NPD officers were dispatched to the 100 block of North Butler Street for a strong-armed robbery. The victim was waiting at a bus stop tying her shoe when the suspect hit her and stole her backpack and glasses. The suspect fled the area on foot and is still at large. The victim was not injured from the incident. The suspect is described as a male black, approximately 45 years old, last seen wearing a black shirt and light blue jeans. If you have any information regarding this incident, please contact the Madison Police Department at 255-2345. If you wish to remain anonymous, please contact Madison Area Crime Stoppers at 266-6014 or on the web at p3tips.com. Individuals contacting Crime Stoppers can remain anonymous and receive up to $1,000 in cash rewards for tips that lead to an arrest. Monona Plumbing and Fire Protection, a name you can trust when service is a must. Monona Plumbing and Fire Protection serves all of Dane County and the surrounding communities. And with our new location in Monroe, we also proudly serve all of Greene County. From installation, repairs, and maintenance to complete sewer and drain cleaning, we've got you covered. Visit MononaPFP.com. Monona Plumbing and Fire Protection, a name you can trust when service is a must. We were looking to replace our aluminum siding on our old house. We ended up going with Prairie Exteriors. We had them come out and give us an estimate. I was just impressed with their service. They had siding samples. Their pricing was really reasonable. It looks amazing. Improve the look and value of your property with one of the area's highest rated exterior companies, Prairie Exteriors. Prairie Exteriors, now that's impressive. PrairieExteriors.com Looks phenomenal. Randall Cobb on the podium. I'm going to start talking Cobb. Cobb had a very, listen, I like Randall Cobb. You like Randall Cobb, right? Like, I like Randall Cobb. He's one of my favorite Packers. Yeah, and he seems like a genuine good guy. Definitely. Do I think that bringing in Randall Cobb is is a great move for the Green Bay Packers of winning the Super Bowl? I don't, I, I would probably say no. Randall Cobb, when we saw him at the end of the Packers, his first stint with the Packers, he had nagging of injuries. He was a step slower and just seemed like it was time to move on because in football, it's essentially a young man's game. And I don't know, by the time Randall Cobb was done, Rowdy, or with this first stint with the Packers, I thought, you know, great career. Thanks for everything you did for the Packers. Now it's time for us to find some fresh blood, right? Isn't that kind of what you thought? Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Randall Cobb, good player, great player back in his prime when he was younger, could stay healthy, and now he's on the wrong side of 30. He's had a lot of injuries in the last five or six seasons, and uh, all of a sudden he's back here. He's back, and Randall Cobb was very excited to be back. I'm ex- Listen, I'm excited to see the experiment play out. Do I think it's going to end up roses? I mean, I hope so. But reality tells me, I don't know. Uh, Randall Cobb, I don't think, you know, is, um, he's definitely taking a roster spot from someone. Is it worthy? Probably. I mean, listen, Rodgers, it makes him happy. It gives him a a nice rapport. It let him uh, teach these younger cats that are coming up like in Amari Rodgers. So I'm going to play a little Randall Cobb here. Randall Cobb, Rowdy, was, as Rodgers suggested, was contemplating retirement over the offseason. Well, just his, uh, just how he sounded in in his uh, Instagram and some of the messages that he put out before yeah. officially getting to training camp in Green Bay, it sounded like a guy 
that was about on the verge of retirement. Yeah, here's uh, Randall Cobb is kind of the, the first question he was asked, you know, in his opening statement a little bit. As time went on, realizing how much love we still have for this game and, you know, situations change and, and opportunities arise. And I'm just glad to be a part of this opportunity that we have before us this year. So Randall Cobb went from uh, contemplating retirement to now saying, you know what, I'm just glad to be a part of this opportunity. And he did talk about Brian Gutekunst trading for him because of Aaron Rodgers. About the same way it made me feel when uh, I signed with Dallas and I was waiting hoping for another opportunity to come back. That didn't happen, but you know we're here, and, and I'm back. That's in the past. It's about today. It's about moving forward. It's about being the best that we can be today for this team and try to find a way to win a championship. So it's all about – I mean, that's what it's all about, right, Rowdy, winning a championship. Um, I don't know if people would – I don't know if the Packers' odds in Vegas went up when they signed Randall Cobb. I don't think so. <laughs> but it's all about winning a championship. Here is one guy, though, that Randall Cobb was talking about, uh, Amari Rodgers, and helping Amari Rodgers grow his game. Here's uh, Cobb. I expect to see the continued progress of his growth, and I hope to be a part of that. I hope that I can be what Greg Jennings and Donald Driver and those guys were for me. You know, that's, that's the approach that I'm taking when I walk in here. I'm going to give him every tool that was given to me, and uh, we'll see what happens with it. Well, that's nice. And also, Cobb says he's known Amari Rogers since he was like 12 or 13. So here's more from Cobb. He used to come up to some of the games when I was at Kentucky. He'd be in the locker room. He'd be running around on the practice field. He had a crazy work ethic for for a 12-year-old, 13-year-old at the time. And just watching him grow has, has been a blessing. I got so much respect for him as a person and uh, just to see how much he's accomplished. I, I'm getting this... Um... Now, I'm older than Randall Cobb, but when I hear Randall Cobb talking about this, I, I, I'm, like, getting this old man vibe, Rowdy. Like, you got this old – it's like the Mr. Miyagi situation, Karate Kid, where you got a guy who's teaching a young grasshopper. Like, he's like, oh, grasshopper, wax on, wax off. To me, it's like this old man that's kind of just, like, handing down knowledge. And you're like – hopefully, Amari Rogers is like, okay, old-timer. All right, yeah, back in your day. Sure, yeah, okay, back in your day, this and that. That's the vibe I get. Uh, speaking of two old guys, Randall Cup talks about him and Rogers reuniting. We talk a lot. He's one of my closest friends. Consider him family. You know, he stood in my wedding. So we talk pretty often. And, you know, we, we always talk about having the opportunity to play together again. And we didn't know how that was going to be, how it was going to happen. But we always hoped that we would have the opportunity to get back together at some point. I wonder if they've had this plan out for a while. Like Rogers is like, hey, Randall, I know you're in Houston. I know you hate it. I know it sucks there. I know the facilities stink. I know all the drama in there you don't want to be a part of. I have an idea. I'm going to go to Hawaii, and I'm going to figure it out. Roses are red, violets are blue, and you bet she'll be talking farming with you. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Well, you really can't complain about the weather we're looking at this week. To start off August, we're going to be touching out in the upper 70s today, tomorrow, and Wednesday. Thursday, a little bit more heat, probably around 84 degrees. But overall, not a bad way to start the month of August, especially if you're one of those farm families that are taking livestock to some of the fairs that continue around the state. And, of course, the Wisconsin State Fair later this week. Aaron Zimmerman's going to bring us some quick safety tips to keep in mind when it comes to transporting livestock and making sure that they transition well into the facilities that they're going to be at when it comes to the fairs. That's up before we wrap it up today. I'm Pam Yankee. Now from the Alcivia Farm News Desk, 
Here's what's happening on a Monday. So today is the second day of August. On this day in 1961, the Lone Ranger appeared at the Rock County Fair. In a cloud of dust and a mighty high-ho silver, he rode in on his horse, Silver. It was actor Clayton Moore, the Lone Ranger, the masked horseman, the champion of law and order. Huge hit with the boys and girls. It packed the grandstand for two different shows. And that is how the Rock County Fair found success in 1961 with the Lone Ranger and his steed, Silver. On this day in 1870, the world's first underground railway opened. It was the Towers Subway. Underneath the Thames in London, it opened its doors for passengers. The subway was closed within a few months, though, because of bankruptcy. The tunnel is now used for utilities, but it started on this day back in 1870. And now you know. Well, we want you to know that our Julian Nunes, current Alice in Dairyland, is still keeping busy. Remember, that young woman, because of the pandemic, has been serving extended duty, shall we say, as Wisconsin's Agriculture Ambassador, our own Stephanie Hoff, caught up with her. And just like that, July is over and we are in the dog days of summer. But our Alice in Dairyland is not slowing down. Julia Nunes is the 73rd and 74th Alice for Wisconsin. She's had a great July. July is ice cream month. And she's got a busy August ahead of her. It blows my mind that July is almost over. And during the month of July, I was out and about visiting a lot of different county fairs around Wisconsin. And it's also National Ice Cream Month. So I was trying to promote that as I was on the road and here in Wisconsin we have over 6,500 dairy farms that work hard to produce milk that goes into producing ice cream. So it was a lot of fun highlighting and celebrating National Ice Cream Month and I was just encouraging people to do that. We have 46 dairy processing plants that are producing ice cream or ice cream mix. So lots of different varieties for people to try and fun recipes that you can do at home. So that was kind of one of the things I was doing during July. And you were asking a lot of your followers, what's your favorite ice cream? And, I mean, what was the consensus? Ooh, I think a lot of people had different different f- favorites, and I have different favorites depending on the day. But one of my favorites is vanilla ice cream with fresh berries, and we produce a lot of berries here in Wisconsin, too. I know my mom was picking strawberries earlier this summer. So there's so many possibilities here in Wisconsin for ice cream and your favorite toppings. I know you probably can't pick favorites, but what was your favorite event or favorite place that you stopped during your July adventures? Ooh, that is a tough question because I was able to do so many different things. And just the go, traveling to different events, everyone is so excited to be out and to be at these events because they weren't able to happen last summer. So just just going out to them and talking with people, everyone is so happy. And that's probably one of my favorite things about the events that I went to during July. And um just finished up Farm Technology Days and that was amazing event and being from Chippewa Falls and Farm Technology Days being right in Eau Claire, that was amazing for me just because I was able to see some family friends and I knew some of the agribusinesses that were there. So I absolutely loved Farm Technology Days this year. Looking forward to next year. Oh yeah, well next year will be in Clark County, nearby, but oh my goodness, Ferguson's being the largest orchard between the Rockies and Lake Michigan, and then the biggest bean processor, Triple Bean, I mean, you must be proud to say, hey, that's where I'm from. Yeah, and I also learned a lot. I'm from Chippewa Falls, grew up on a dairy farm, but even 
my, myself, Allison Dairyland, representative for Wisconsin Agriculture, learned so much at Farm Technology Days, and I loved being in Innovation Square, where there was Superior Fresh and Silver Springs and Ferguson's, like you mentioned. I was just able to learn so much about the agriculture that's right in my backyard that I wasn't even aware a lot of what they do. So... Farm Technology Days, highly recommend for years to come. Anyone who is involved in ag or not involved in ag should definitely go because there's so much to see and learn, and it was just an amazing experience for me. We're looking into August. What's on the plate for you? Fast approaching is the Wisconsin State Fair, August 5th through the 15th, and I am a little nervous because it's going to be a busy schedule for me, but I'm excited because we weren't able to have the State Fair last year, and I know I'm personally excited to see some of the agricultural exhibits, the kids exhibiting their animals that they weren't able to take to the State Fair last year. I grew up bringing my dairy cattle to State Fair, so it has a special place in my heart. Now, looking a little farther into the future, you're getting ready for the 75th Alice in Dairyland program. You are the 73rd and 74th Alice. Pretty unique. Maybe you can speak to that a little bit too, but now you got you got to prep for the next one. Yes, I am blown away by how fast the 73rd year of the Alice in Dairyland program went by. A lot of it was done virtually for me, but yes, we are looking for the future. The 75th Alice in Dairyland finals take place in May in Dane County. So for the next year leading up to it, I'm going to be exploring the agriculture we have in Dane County and hopefully recruiting some Alice in Dairyland candidates who will apply early 2022, January. They'll submit their application. And I... It's weird to think about planning the finals, but I'm looking forward to it, and I, I'm really excited. And this event tonight is highlighting the Allison Dairyland program and all the diverse agriculture that we have in Wisconsin and in Dane County. And it's so nice to be with people celebrating the program and talking about all we have to look forward to. You said yourself, you know, when people think of Dane County, they think of Madison, uh, urban Madison. But what surprised you learning about uh, the agriculture industry in Dane County? Yes, so even driving through Dane County, you're in Madison. That's like the center of the county. But as soon as you get out of Madison, it's agriculture. And agriculture is a huge, huge part of Dane County. And I'm excited to learn more about it. Coming from Chippewa Falls, I'm not, I'll be honest, not very familiar with Dane County. I went to school in Minnesota. So being in Dane County for my job and now I'll get to learn about the surrounding area visit some of the agribusinesses and I'm excited to highlight them leading up to the 75th Allison Dairyland Finals. Again, that was Julia Nunes, our 73rd and 74th Alice in Dairyland. And for the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Stephanie Hoff. When hot weather strikes your cattle, milk production drops and feed intake decreases. Summer heat may also impact the viability of your herd's reproductive cells. Protect your bottom line this summer by adding BioVets Bovine Gold Light to your cow's daily ration. And keep the herd hydrated, maintain milk production, and keep your breeding program in check. Call now and they'll help you add Bovine Gold Light to your animal health program. 1-800-BIOVET-1. 1-800-BIOVET-1. BioVet. Innovation at work. Get insurance from a company who knows Wisconsin and cares about your community. You may know Rural Mutual Insurance as the number one farm insurer, but did you know they also offer competitive home and auto rates? Visit RuralMutual.com to learn more about products and discounts. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong.
Wisconsin dairy producers experienced a setback on their milk price for the month of June. According to the Wisconsin Ag Statistical Service, the average price paid to our dairy producers in June, $18.30 a hundredweight. That was $1.40 less than what they were paid in May, $1.50 a hundredweight below June of last year. The all-milk price was $18.40 a hundredweight, 10 cents higher than what Wisconsin dairy farmers were paid. But... It was also 80 cents lower than the month of May. Of the 24 major dairy-producing states, 18 had a lower price when compared with May. Markets in overnight electronic trade this morning are a little mixed. Right now, December corn's down two at 5.43 and a quarter. November soybeans are down seven and a half at 13.41 and three quarters. The September wheat, though, that's up nine and a quarter right now at 7.13. As far as dairy is concerned, Friday in Chicago, barrel cheese dropped a quarter of a cent to 139. 40-pound block cheese unchanged at 163 and a half. Double A butter that closed two cents stronger at 164 and a quarter per pound. So far, August milk is up four at sixteen thirty-three a hundredweight. September milk closed a dime stronger at sixteen thirty-six a hundredweight. Hey, remember we are going to be at Wisconsin State Fair giving you the latest up-to-date information from the bar- the barns and all the agriculture venue. You can follow along at MidwestFarmReport.com. Fabulous Farm Babe on Facebook. It's all brought brought to you this year, courtesy of Armor Animal Health. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Looking for that unique one-of-a-kind engagement ring, something that you can customize yourself, maybe a gorgeous pendant necklace, diamond earrings. The place to go, Goodman's Jewelers. They're an icon in Madison. They've been around forever and right on State Street in their same location, a couple blocks from the state capitol. They're the place to go to when it comes to buying jewelry. Goodman's Jewelers has everything from the more traditional style jewelry for your engagement rings, pendants, necklaces, earrings, to the more modern styles as well. They can customize and create anything for you. Unique, funky diamonds, one-of-a-kind pieces, stuff you won't find anywhere else, and price range for everyone. When you step into Goodman's Jewelers, you'll feel the warmth and you'll feel welcome. They'll treat you just like family. You want to go somewhere where you can trust when you're buying jewelry for that special someone? Then remember my friends and family at Goodman's Jewelers. Right there, a couple blocks from the state capitol on State Street. Goodman's Jewelers. Is your biggest fear of having dermal filler in the face looking overdone? You are not alone. A skincare minute with skincare expert Michelle Neeson. Dermal filler treatments at Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie restore fullness and fill in wrinkles in areas of the face, such as the cheeks, under eyes, lips, and around the mouth. It's very difficult to look overdone with non surgical dermal fillers due to the amount that's typically injected. Did you know that one syringe of filler equals one-fifth of a teaspoon? One fast food ketchup packet is equivalent to eight syringes. As long as your treatment is performed by a skilled medical professional, you should have the natural-looking results you desire. Let your natural beauty shine through. Visit us at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. 
From farm to fork and everything in between, we cover it all. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. We are deep into county fair season and State Fair is knocking on the back door. And youth all around the state of Wisconsin have gotten their livestock projects ready to take out to different fairs and shows throughout the summer. Bernie O'Rourke, Youth Livestock Specialist with the UW Extension, is with me discussing how to transport and transition these animals comfortably and safely in the summer heat. Yeah, that's pretty key. I mean, transportation is um, one thing that I really encourage even even the, the fairs to kind of restructure and think about scheduling as they look at the forecast. You know, so transportation of animals, um, I would obviously do it on days that are, are certainly cooler if you can. Uh, sometimes the schedule may or may not permit that. So doing it super early in the morning and or the coolness of the evening, fairs may want to restructure their timing, not to have animals arrive maybe during the hottest part of the day. Certainly do it in the early morning and, and get those an, animals settled in and comfortable before really the heat of the day comes. Get those fans up, uh, making sure they're transitioning to the water. It's new water, so tricks of the trade of making sure that they can get into the water a little bit more quickly, maybe bringing water from home for a while to get them to drink would be important. And, and so that other part of the transit, transport um, is really just making sure, you know, the bedding in the trailer might be wet so they can be comfortable. Don't use straw, perhaps, because straw can act like an insulator at times. And and certainly don't crowd the animals in the trailer when you're bringing them in. Make sure all the ventilation holes are open in the trailer. And when you're going to the fair, load all the tack and all of that sort of things right away and then put the animals on at the very last minute and get on going to the to the fairgrounds and and get them moved off the trailer pretty quickly so they got some air movement around them and they're being able to accommodate to that uh, new surroundings as quickly as possible. Sure so now we've gotten them to the fair let's talk a little bit once we get them into the barn get them settled in Uh, you mentioned a little bit but let's talk about what kind of things we can do in these barns or in the pens, wherever these animals may be, to keep them comfortable all week long or a few days long or however long they're going to be at that show? Yeah, I did mention a few of those things, but I think, you know, for sure it's just the water acclimation, right? I mean, that's the most important thing. Animals are mostly made of muscle, and, you know, muscle is mostly made of water, right? So we really got to get them drinking. And so, again, bringing water from home, uh, using filters, you might need to, you know, mix some electrolytes or some Gatorade or some other things, you know, tricks, sugar, any type of, of thing to get them drinking and transitioning to maybe that new water would be most important. You know, the other features, of course, is get those fans up. Just make sure that they're getting water, you know, getting them off the trailer and rinsing them, cooling them down, you know, really using that lukewarm water at first. Cold, cold water will shock them or or could shock them. And, And so just using lukewarm water at first and transitioning maybe to some cooler water, uh, especially depending upon how hot they, they really are and how stressed they really are. 
and then get them in their in their pens as quickly as you can, get them comfortable, get them laying down, getting them used to the environment, this new environment. So now we've gotten the animals to the fair. We've gotten done all the necessary precautions to try to keep them cool. But some of these animals, obviously, you know, cattle may be in coolers at home. You may have them in fans, those kind of things at home where they're nice and comfortable and out of the heat. But what do we do now in case the animal would happen to get sick or get overheated and you know, they're just not responding well to what you're doing. What kind of things do we need to do once we're kind of past that point so something worse doesn't happen to the animal? Yeah, that's a that's a great question. And when they start showing signs of stress, you know, certainly contact uh, your either veterinarian at home, your local vet that you've been working with, or if you were at an exhibition, you know, get that veterinarian that's on staff to really come on over and have a look get some advice. You know, they're the animal health care professional that would really be able to get you some sound advice as to what the next steps might be. Generally, it's just cooling that animal. So, you know, trying to minimize movement is probably the best and make sure it's drinking water, making sure it's getting that coolness. You know, sometimes just again, that, that lukewarm water on the belly and then moving it up to the other animal parts. Generally, has been, you know, proven to cool that body down. You know, definitely bring in your veterinarian, get some sound advice on what the next steps might be. And in some cases, it may have to be moving animals home, working with your fair board to make some of those decisions. And, you know, any any way to cool that animal down, you may need to bring in, you know, some ice, you might need to bring in some different features in terms of sprinkling systems or, you know, really those abilities to, to change maybe the types and, and types of feed you're giving your animal and maybe the times you're feeding them, feeding them at night or towards later evening when all of the digestion, especially in the ruminants, is happening in the evening during the cooler part of the day. You know, all of those things are really key and really if, if you've gone past and, and really your stressful time is really involving your veterinarian and, and thinking probably bigger picture, right, of, of how to get that animal cooled down, how to get it in a place of comfort that doesn't have, you know, any, any of a challenging experience as you, as you move forward. And, you know, sometimes, too, to think about some other things that keep in mind, especially when you're working with um, heavier animals like beef, um, uh, beef cattle or, or even dairy cattle is, you know, heavier, heavier livestock are, are kind of more susceptible to heat stress. So, Heavier weight pigs, heavier market lambs are just a bit more susceptible. So you you should be a little bit more mindful on those heavier animals. If you start seeing stress in them, then they're probably starting to feel like the new environment and the, and the heat and humidity. Keep a close monitor. You know, the fair and all those types of things are great to have friendships and enjoy playing cards and all those types of things with your friends. But you're, you're at the fair to, to hang out with those kids, but also... Uh, to take care of your animals. So stay in the barn and watch your animals during those days that are really super hot and uh, control uh, those those features for your for your project. Bernie O'Rourke, Youth Livestock Specialist with UW Extension with some tips and tricks on how to keep your livestock cool and comfortable when at the fair here in the summer. Now you've put all that work and time and effort into your project, make sure to put the work and time and effort in at the fair to keep these animals comfortable, healthy, and performing.